1: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. It's my privilege to be joining you today. I've got a lot to share. I'm going to talk about effective versus ineffective messaging and the damage that ineffective messaging causes. People that accept it, they get sucked in. Uh, it's at least in my lifetime. Um, it just seems to be out of control. I'm also going to talk about mindset and belief systems. I'm going to talk about what Dell Walmsley personally taught me many years ago, but also that I still learn from Dell weekly. I tune into his shows just like you do. Uh, Dell has the uncanny ability to see through what I call noise, right? To cut through what many people. Perceived to be the truth, essentially political truth, but they're accepting it as actual truth and and advertising is a form of political truth um, just so you know, but Dell has the ability to Literally sweep all that off the table and cut right through like a razor and just say This is the actual truth. I think that's Dell Walmsley's Greatest strength and, and more on that later in the show. I'm going to talk about uh what it means when you don't take personal ownership for your decisions and your actions and who you are and i'm going to put a bow on this i'm going to apply it to wealth building through real estate all in the next 40 minutes so stick with me messaging uh, essentially the ability to decipher positive versus negative mindset ownership we're going to talk about personal property ownership uh, personal ownership of your decisions and actions both of those Uh, And then action at the end. What can you do uh, to essentially insulate yourself from this ineffective messaging and this culture of victimhood that we seem to have in society? Property ownership, January 1999. My wife and I signed paperwork for our first home together. It was an amazing day in my life i remember it vividly we had been married four years we had been setting aside and scrimping and saving so that we'd have that down payment to get that first home Uh, both of us had been renters thinking about it at least nine or ten years prior to that maybe a little longer if you count our college days i remember that closing of that home of my first home that i ever bought uh, my wife and I, I remember that closing vividly. But what's funny, I've bought several rental properties, obviously. I've, I've refinanced several properties. I've sold several properties. And looking back on those, unless it's just really recent, I can only recollect minor details uh, from most. So at the time, we lived in League City. And if you don't know where that is, it's due south of Houston, Clear Lake area, Uh, And the home we bought is in the Woodlands, due north of Houston. Okay, so separated back in those days, it was only about an hour and a half drive. If you hit some traffic, it's going to be longer. And to compound things, the closing was in a completely different part of Houston. Okay, and Houston's a big city. Uh, So essentially that morning drive north go walk the home pre-close right you want to you want to check it out right before you go sign the paperwork and make the commitment and then drive back into houston sign the paperwork at the at the title company and then essentially drive back out to our new home except this time with grins on our faces keys in our hand a little bit of giddiness in our step although in the back of my mind I also was thinking about that obligation, right? That obligation of 30 years uh, of a mortgage, but um, it, it was a process and then we had to go back to our apartment, coordinate mo- movers the next day. So uh, it was it was a, a busy couple of days for us, but very, very exciting times. I remember sitting in that title office. It was a high rise building. I felt kind of important, right? Here I am a 20 something and Wow, you know, Mr. Harrison, Mrs. Harrison, let's direct you into this room like they do in the title company. They got the big nice table, kind of get you a water. I mean, just the whole it was surreal for me. And I remember you know, the the, the title, the the person comes in to, to close the property or to get you your paperwork and okay, this is uh, this piece of paper is for this, this piece of paper's for this. I'd sign it and then slide it over to my wife she'd sign it blue ink right they're all big about the blue ink so uh, I'd sign it she'd sign it and then the next piece and then the next piece and the next piece I was shocked at how many pieces of paper there really were in that closing but where I'm going was something changed inside me that day everything was different I saw everything different and what it was I was seeing essentially life through the lens of a property owner right what an accomplishment Uh, go to school get good grades work save up buy that house and here i was it was a very proud moment for my wife and i but uh, things were different i was not a dependent renter i owned my own property now on to messaging april 2013 many of you out there our lifestyles members that are listening to me right now and have heard Dell Walmsley speak. Heck, he's on the radio every day. Um, and if many of you listening out there and you want to better yourself, you're not listening to Dell. Well, I invite you to, to at least subscribe to his podcast if you can't catch his show, because he will help you change your life financially and mentally for the better. But I want to take you back. To the time I first met Dell Walmsley, April of 2013. I had not heard him speak prior to that. Keep in mind, Dell was not on the radio during that time. I believe Dell had been recovering from uh, some medical issues for several months. So when I was listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited radio show, it wasn't Dell. Okay. Uh, so it was another host. But when I signed up, I went to the Two day uh, there in Dallas, Fort Worth, and boom, there's Dell Walmsley. He was teaching the two day seminar. Okay, and and I knew him of the the lifestyles unlimited founder. I knew him of what I was able to read online, but that's it. And there I was in person, and I'm I'm in the classroom with several other people, and we're taking the two day financial freedom seminar. Now Dell is a big guy okay he was a bodybuilder a professional bodybuilder those dudes have some mass Um, not only is he big he's got the bold personality and the projection of his persona and voice that fits his frame okay but the biggest takeaway for me of that day and that day was a whirlwind okay it was uh it was essentially a financial slap in the face but Uh, Dell has the uncanny ability to see what the actual truth is, and then he's big and bold. He's going to tell you, What it is. I mean, it's fairly shocking when somebody looks you in the eye and I'm bragging about how I have a self directed IRA and I've got a rental property in it. And he just glances at me and goes, Well, if you want to be effective, you'll sell that property and get out of the self directed IRA and then cash in your 401k and IRA and buy rental property. Boom. I mean, can you imagine after 20 years of doing what you feel like society wanted you to do, what you were doing to get ahead and then here you are at a financial seminar and this big guy who, multi-multi-millionaire, by the way, so when he speaks, right, you always take advice from who you want to be. But it was shocking to me. I mean, keep in mind, at the time, I felt like I was doing everything right. I, I was, look, I had the 401k, I did the stock trades, the mutual funds, I was the money magazine reader, uh, I had a subscription to The Economist, and The Economist comes out weekly, if you can believe that, okay? Um, but Dell always backed up what he said. Um, He shared, for instance, how the paid off mortgage does not make you wealthy. And in fact, it's the opposite. He shared how your personal home drains you financially. Your personal home is not an asset. And if you missed my first segment, I was bragging about the day I signed paperwork for my first property home. And I felt like I was taking that step to doing what I needed to do to be rewarded financially in the future. So that was another figurative splat, uh, slap in the face. And then Dale goes into this, um, uh, what's your return on net worth? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And then you go through the exercise and you realize that everything you've scrimped and saved and put away is paying you point zero zero zero. I probably left a zero out there. I'm not exaggerating. If you need help calculating your own personal return on net worth, send me an email. I'll help you. But my personal return on net worth was pathetic. But you know what? Everybody else in the room, theirs was pathetic. Also, okay, now again, I'm the guy who put in 20 years in corporate America. I had put out big time. I had saved. uh, I traveled all the time. So I was away from my wife and kids. Um, everything we did was about saving for retirement, paying the mortgage down. And then here's this giant guy with a big voice basically telling me that everything I was doing was wrong. And here I was in the back of my mind going, no, I'm doing everything that society wanted me to do and taught me to do. That's messaging, my friend. That is the juice of today's show. I was doing what I thought was right. I was following the messaging that was provided to me. I was following culturally what my peers were doing, what my family was doing, what my neighbors were doing. And then here's a guy saying, eh, everything you're doing is ineffective. If you'd like to build wealth, create a life of financial freedom and do what you want when you want, then you'll do it a different way. My name is Mike Harris and we'll continue it on the other side.
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Lifestyles Unlimited members share their stories and strategies for success at case study events. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still just like... We need to make the job
1: so we kept praying for time to get this job done to, to be able to find the properties how do we find the properties how do you find the time and god answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job but
0: they didn't buy just one house right
1: no they did not
0: we're rehabbing house number nine right now nine. nine wow so every month the cash flow is thirty two hundred dollars Okay, the equity of all the houses is up to two hundred and eighty thousand. Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Once again, that's lukstudy dot com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles
1: Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments for me, my email is askmike at luinc.com. And I would like to throw a challenge out for you listeners out there. If there's a topic of real estate or investing or Lifestyles Unlimited that you would like me to review or discuss, just send me an email. In the subject line, put show topic, show topic. And again, my email is askmike at com. I'd be happy to hit that information on your behalf. Personal ownership. This is ownership of your actions. This is ownership of where you are in society. This is ownership of your decisions. May 2023. I'm not sure how many of of you out there have heard of Jocko Willink, W-I-L-L-I-N-K. He is a retired U.S. Navy SEAL, highly decorated, uh, commanded a task force, task force bruiser in Ramadi during the Iraqi war, and he's written a few books on leadership. Uh, He has a business, essentially, where he will go into corporations and work with Uh, The upper management and the teams there and instill leadership and improve the profitability and essentially the overall uh, company as a whole, making it better. But he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership and Extreme Ownership details uh, mindsets and principles that enabled uh, SEAL units to accomplish their combat missions. but it demonstrates how to apply those lessons learned to any team or organization in the leadership or the environment. It's a great book. Um, it challenges you to literally be better than you are uh, to lead and to win. And, and I don't want to sell this book short. Um, if you're a business owner, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're an investor, this book will do you a world of good. But the bottom line, if I can cut through everything, it's you own who you are. You own your position in life. Okay. And I just want to say thank your guardian angel that you live in the United States because billions of people on this planet are not allowed to. be who they want to be they're told who they want to be they're put into a certain place but that's not true here in the United States you are allowed to control your own destiny unlike probably the majority of the world but you are who you are because of the decisions you make on a daily basis look we all start from different places okay but where you end up is not your parents fault It's not society's fault. It's not Donald Trump or Joe Biden's fault. Uh, It's not the fault of the sorry education that you got talked into borrowing $80,000 to obtain. That's on you. You are where you are because of the decisions you made, not because of where society stuck you, not because you're some victimhood, okay? as soon as you own your actions and decisions, then you can reflect, look back, and say, okay, here are the actions we're going to improve ourselves with health, with finances, with relationships, the entire nine yards. You are who you are. Look, looking back, when let's go back to the time when and the reasons why I began to buy rental property. Was it... Uh, whose fault was it that my 401k, when I realized that it wasn't going to hit the numbers that I needed, that my wife needed, that my family needed, or at least that we wanted for the retirement that we were working so hard for? Whose fault is that? Is it because of the market conditions? Is it because of this or because of that? Is it because I don't have enough money to put into it? No, that is my fault. It was where it was. Whose fault is it that as a family, we sacrificed financially, we sacrificed time together, we sacrificed activities? Whose fault is that? That's on me. Whose fault is it that I was working corporately in a a, a job that required me to be away from my family, sometimes three or four days a week, weeks on end, leaving my wife alone to raise three young children and dealing with that, whose fault is that? Because I was working, right? That's my fault. Who is it that it took me, whose fault is it that it took me years to join Lifestyles Unlimited, even though I had been listening to the radio show for two years? It took me two years to join. That's my fault. It took me nine months to buy my first house within the Lifestyles model. Whose fault is that, that I was so slow? Mine, okay? Mine. So. If you're engaging in unhealthy habits, whose fault is that? That's your fault. It's not because uh, you only have three bucks in your pocket, so you're going to go to McDonald's. No, that's that's ultimately you own your decisions. I could go on all day. I hope that you listening to me right now are thinking in the back of your mind, yes, I these I am here. This is where I am because of decisions I've made yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. I often say that your tomorrow is, make decisions today that your future self will thank you for, right? Your tomorrow is what you make of it, but you're those decisions you're making today. But where I'm going is we seem to live in a culture where it's nobody's fault, right? Pointing the finger, blaming others. If you allow yourself to follow into that culture of victimhood, and by the way, it's all garbage, that is going to guarantee you, listen to me now, that will guarantee you a life of mediocrity, uh, possible poverty. Uh, It's going to guarantee you a life of dependency, whether you're dependent on the government or others, and then ultimately that's going to lead to anger and self-hatred. It is. It's no doubt. You need to carry this on your shoulders if you want to improve and get ahead and ultimately free yourself. It seems to be that the messaging is you are who you are, well, it's not your fault. You're just a victim or a protected class, Look, your credit score is a reflection of who you are. You're either making the commitment and the decision to pay the bill on time. Or you're not now look again eliminating the the bad things happen to good people that happens all the time but we live in a society that that God forbid you're illiterate or you have bad credit Uh, you've got student loans um, you've got a low paying job Um, that's that's everyone else's fault but yours and social media isn't making this better. People are spending hours on social media and all you're seeing is the glamor, 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 glamor. And then it's getting ingrained, the dopamine hit in your, your brain is, well, that should be me. That, but no one takes ownership and says, that could be me if I made proper decisions today to set myself up better for tomorrow. So look, pointing the finger, blaming others, Self-hatred, um, allowing yourself to fall into victimhood, that that is nothing more than a recipe for poverty and dependency. Not to mention that when you're in that realm, envy and hatred is going to manifest itself within you. You own your decisions. Think, think about this. If I make um, an investment in a real estate property and the returns are not what's expected, is that my fault or is that some some other fault is it a fault because uh inflation's gone up or interest rates have gone up or maybe it's a a syndication and uh insurance and taxes are are hitting and the returns are down whose fault is that that's mine i chose to invest in that okay Uh, if i and on the contrary if i invest in a property and it has a 300 percent return is that what is that because of is it because of me? Is it because of the market? Is it because I took the time to get educated? Is it because uh, I networked and met a competent lead investor or I spent time with a mentor? Um, is it because I saved funds so that when the investment opportunity came along, I was there to take advantage of it? That's on me, yes. If, if things turn out great, that's on you. I don't want it to always be negative. We make our own luck. We put ourselves in a position to win. Now, to close this out, let's change the paradigm. Today, the mindset of an owner is irreplaceable. If you have bought your own personal property, your own personal home, you know what that feels like. That's really nothing you ever want to go back from. Now, people voluntarily go back from, there's a lot of renters out there that could go buy a property tomorrow if they wanted. Again, that's the exception. But the mindset of the owner is much different than the mindset of the renter. The mindset of the renter, the dependent renter, is I have got X amount to spend on a monthly basis. I want to live in this area for whatever reasons, close to family, close to my job, again, a dependency thing, right? So I need to find a place that fits and it's never, it's never a hundred percent everything you want. It's always some level of sacrifice. So as that dependent renter, you're just constantly kind of feel like you're not getting everything you want in life and stuff like that adds up and it weighs on people. Now, again, I'm not talking about the purposeful renters. Also, there is more negative messaging out there than ever. And this is where you need to be like Dale Walmsley. And I'll tell you, the wealthier I became, the better I became at this. But I feel like this is a trait that Dale was obviously born with because he talks about Uh, times during his childhood when he could see the truth, even though his parents told him one thing uh, he knew or he learned that the truth is different. So to be successful, you've got to either just eliminate the noise or cut through it and know what the truth is. And, And like I said, as your net worth grows, as your cash flow grows on a monthly basis, the garbage is going to become more apparent. Okay, the garbage is going to become more apparent because there is that freedom, right? There is that each time you add more cash flow on a monthly basis, you're reducing dependency on a monthly basis. And so you're slowly lifting that uh, that weight off your shoulders, right, metaphorically that, that you're carrying around. On the opposite, people that are poor, that feel like they can't get ahead, that are just grinding, 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 grinding. What is the mindset of those folks? they believe in hope, right? They're the ones that are desperate. They're constantly hoping for the better. If I rent this unit at $1,800, I hope they don't raise the rents next year. Um, All kinds of messaging like this. These are the people that are most taken advantage of, unfortunately. So, just creating cash flow, creating wealth gives you the ability to not get taken advantage of. Again, like I said, the the greater your wealth is, the more apparent this is. But I'll tell you, because of just the overwhelming amount of messaging, and I don't know if it's social media or cultural, or we're just going through a period in this country, the only silver lining I can take out of this is that for decades to come, we're pretty much guaranteed a class of forever forever renters right they got sucked into the victimhood they got sucked into you're different so you shouldn't have to do this or you're different so you shouldn't be expected to have good credit you shouldn't be expected to pay your bills you shouldn't be expected to get in shape you shouldn't be expected to succeed in life and just the opposite my friends success and ownership that's the ultimate aphrodisiac it really is cash flowing real estate, think about it, that check coming in each and every month. Uh, And then it gets even better when you don't need that check and you get the deposit. Usually these are, we get a few checks occasionally, but most of this is direct deposit into our account. Um, When you get it and you don't have anything to spend it on, your life will never be the same. Once you taste that cash flow, you will want more. So the challenge here is we need more people to be owners. We need more people, uh, whether it's their personal property, preferably I'm going to teach you to buy rental property. That's the one way, if you want to ward off the negative messaging, not only to yourself personally, but to members of your family, be an owner. Be an owner, especially of a cash-flowing piece of property. And and I'll tell you, The sooner you begin, the better off you will be, okay? The sooner you begin, now is the time to get educated. Look, I was just reading an article uh, online and and then checked it in some other sources. Um, We've been told that the housing market is going down, 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 and and it did for a little bit in uh, 2023, early on. Guess what's recently happening right now? Houses are going back up, median home prices are going up this is not going to be a tank of properties why i'll give you two reasons one there's not enough houses and two essentially people are holding on to the home they have they're choosing not to sell because they've got locked in fixed low interest rates and so they're saying you know what we're not going to move we're not going to either upgrade or downgrade or move to where we wanted to move We're just going to ride it out right now. So these homes are going up. Homes are trending up. There's a lot of opportunity out there still. But I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Do something today your future self will thank you for. We'll see you next week.